I have never experienced such unconditional love in such a vulnerable moment, such a scary moment than mm. I did with Amy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Today, we have an awesome couple, John and Amy McLaughlin. That's right. So I'm a big fan of John McLaughlin. I have been ever since I was in high school. He is a fellow Hoosier like myself. <laughs> if you don't know what a Hoosier is, it is someone who was born and raised in Indiana. <laughs> so I've been following John uh, through his whole career and a big fan. We actually grew up pretty close to each other. Mm -hmm. He's way cooler than I am. <laughs> and John is a Grammy nominated singer songwriter. He has some amazing music. We will link down below, but he has done songs with Jason Mraz, Sarah Burrells. He's gone on tour with Kelly Clarkson. And I'm going to link a couple of my favorite songs down below, but we sit down with John and his wife, Amy, who now live in Nashville. Actually, we don't live too far from them as well. Yes, so we yes. have a lot of connections with them. And I really enjoyed this conversation, A, because I just feel like these are people that we would be friends with. <laughs> I hope that they consider us friends. Mm -hmm. I consider them friends and also role models. But they have two kids. Yes. And we cover a lot of different topics, including what it's like to raise kids and their philosophy on that. We also talk about some of John's uh, more vulnerable addictions that he has shared recently mm -hmm. publicly. And I'm grateful that he has the courage to do that. And we also have a lot of laughs. So yes. we're excited for this episode with John and Amy. We're so thankful they took the time to join us. And John actually has his own podcast called Dadville that he does with Dave Barnes, who is another musician, and they interview a lot of fun people. So we'll link yes. that down below too. But before we jump into this one, please subscribe to the show and give it a rating on whatever platform. Uh, I know there's a lot of podcasts out there. We know there's a lot of shows you could be listening to, but you chose to come and listen to us and we're honored for that. We'll try to make sure that this next hour of your time is well worth it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and roll into this one with John and Amy McLaughlin. All right, John and Amy, what a pleasure to meet you. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us. I'm so excited. So last time you and I talked, John was on my show, Redirected. A lot's happened since then. I think that was like last year sometime, but yeah. uh, it's it's good to see you nonetheless. I do want to start off by saying uh, I haven't seen your cappuccino. You were on a roll there with making homemade cappuccinos. It looks like that simmered off a little bit. Are we oh, still drinking coffee? No. Right here, my friend. Uh, okay. <laughs> Wait, have you hooked him up yet? No, I actually haven't. Now you're making me feel guilty. But. John, you can't call Andrew a friend. Oh. Okay. Andrew, has, Andrew has his own coffee and he hasn't sent it to you. So this is a big day, though, because this is the first interview you guys have done as a couple, if I'm understanding okay. this correct. Yeah. Never. No pressure. Thank you. I know. Thanks. <laughs> well, first, welcome to the. Well, you, you were, you were oh, man. Wait, okay. So I'm going to start it off. Amy. Yes. I'm going to, it's right at you. Okay. First okay. question. Good. Oh, here we go. Heavy hitter. Um, we always ask, how did you guys first meet? I just want to know. Wow. That's a good question. Yeah. Or do you remember the day that you oh, first met? So we went to the same <laughs> high school, but we are not high school sweethearts. I am <laughs> okay. a few years older. And that was so, not my oh. high school sweetheart. That was more hers. Well, you know, <laughs> but keep in high school, that's a big deal. It's like two years is like a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I knew of his friends. I knew of him. He had an older sister, you know, so I knew of John, but we didn't run in the same circle. Yeah. And then it wasn't until we went to college. My fifth year, his junior year is when we went on our first date and we have that was the very, very short version. We have a very long, drawn-out version that yeah. we love to tell, but it's too long for this. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be the whole podcast. What does one do for a first date in Anderson, Indiana? Mm. I'm glad you asked. So our, the school that we went to is a real small little school in Anderson University, and they do these things called roommate dates where, like, if you lived in the dorm, it would be, like, your whole floor would go out on a roommate date and you would invite somebody for your roommate. So it's like a big blind date. Yeah. It is yeah. really fun. And so long story short, my, I had five roommates at the time and we were living in this amazing, like historic, huge house. Victorian. It was like beautiful. Yeah. 
uh, it was actually my piano professor's house and he went on sabbatical and we lived in it. So we were like, we should do a roommate date in this house and like have somebody come and cook and we'll dress up and we'll dance and you know. In campus, in our campus mail, they sent invitations and the guys burned the edges of the invitations. Wow. What? They went all out. Oh, we had we had like house meetings for months about this, mainly just about how to burn the edges. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we went all out. So that was our first date. And we're the only ones that laugh. All right. As a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet, and bear we try to have really intentional playtime, and that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life i love with kiwico that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in so each box this one's the colorful chemistry set um this has to do with science but especially with bear it can be really hard with a four-month-old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved yes. recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the colorful chemistry kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept them really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess, so it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com. Promo code COUPLE. from that roommate date, so. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. Wait, I want a hand-burned invitation in the mail to myself. I, I've never burnt anything for Sean, sadly. <laughs> Oh, yeah. that's probably good. <laughs> that's probably good to say that. I can get out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to overlook the, you, you took a fifth year in college, Amy. I did. Is there a, was that for John specifically? Yeah. I just had a feeling that, <laughs> that we were going to get together. No, yeah. I, I played soccer. And so I took very light semesters, like, minimum fan of that. to be um considered full-time so that's awesome my fifth year is when i buckled down and mm-hmm. found my husband and mm-hmm. student talk so when did you know you were going to marry each other Ooh, that's a good question i know i feel like wow i knew really early on and it so early that it kind of freaked me out we so really we we dated six months and then it was like the summer. And so he went and worked at a young life camp and I went and worked at a church in Pennsylvania. And that summer, I remember like saying, this is going to make it or break it. And the whole wow. summer, I just was like, Ugh, longing, you know, like, when am I going to see him? This is torture. Like, I just knew after that we were going to either break up or be together. Yeah. So I don't think there was like a moment like, oh. When I looked into mm-hmm. his eyes, I knew at roommate date that we were going <laughs> to. What was it about John? Was it his, what is his classy, messy hairstyle? Was it his boho fashion? Which <laughs> my, my, my hair used to be longer. I, I, my hair was never as long as your hair was. But yeah. I used to have it was too long. baby hair. Um, yeah. Well, I think all of the girls liked him on campus, obviously. <clears throat> so I was very. It's a real small school. But I was like, I'm not gonna like him. Like, please, I'm not. Gonna, every girl likes him. I'm not gonna like him. But when you're around John, you know how funny he is and sarcastic. And he was 
always been so humble, but I feel like his humility and how funny he is. I'm like, that's what I want. Wow. How about that, John? How about that, man? Wait, so you guys dated? (laughs) (laughs) So you guys dated for six months before you got engaged? Oh, no, no, no. No, we we dated for a little over two years before we got engaged. But that's something I kind of knew, like, okay. What about the proposal story? Anything, anything cool there to know? Wow, John, it's a freaking proposal. It's all cool, Sean. I mean, the whole thing is cool. We've had people propose on airplanes with foil rings. We've had people do like basically a scene out of the notebook. I mean, you never know. We had Tim. Have you heard Tim Tebow's engagement story? Don't don't even. Just nobody needs. I mean, everybody should. It should just be turned into a lifetime <laughs> movie. I mean, it's yeah. like that. So now. Well, now, now that that's the stage for your proposal <laughs> yeah. story, John, let's, you know let's what, hear it. You know what's funny? We got into a huge fight on our, on our engagement. Was, oh, my gosh. Uh, kind of it, it was one of the biggest fights. It could, could have been. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I need to hear this. No, John's so good, though, at the end. So we went back to the house for the roommate date, and he, like, okay. all, like we, he reenacted yeah. all of it. And he turned that's it, amazing he turned yeah. it into we're gonna fight in life and we're gonna make up and i'm like yes we are gonna fight and we are gonna <laughs> so it's perfect yeah did Tim that, go do that probably not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait so what was this fight about if you don't mind no, me asking. why you got it this so, okay go ahead <laughs> so we went so I, obviously i knew i had the ring you know i've been i've been planning this for a long time I had the ring. I knew I was going to propose to her at the house later that night. And at the time, all my roommates were going to like help. They were going to like go and light all the candles and then leave. And we were going to get there. So I let her plan the night. It was our anniversary. It was our anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Of dating. So I was like that. That's a great way to like throw her off of thinking anything's going to happen. Let her plan the night. Because I figured some, in some way, we'll I'll figure out how to get back to the house. Yeah. <laughs> so we went to down to Indianapolis. Uh, where did we go? Ruth's Chris. Yeah. We went downtown Indianapolis. Went to Ruth's Chris. Got a nice <laughs> dinner and. But but leading up to it, I'm like, this is I'm in college. This is my gift. We're going to the steakhouse. We've never been. John yeah. loves steak, so I'm thinking. I didn't buy him a shirt. The gift is a steak. Like we're having like a, right. this is it. Right. The steak dinner. Right. Yeah. So we get there and he orders fettuccine Alfredo. And I don't remember exactly why. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I love fettuccine you Alfredo. You do, you do. But I don't remember why I got, I don't know if I was like trying to save her money or something. Maybe I'm thinking we're about to be married. Her money's my money. We need to start saving it. I, yeah. I ordered for the yeah. and there, there are some layers underneath there, surely, but that, we, that we, we thought off about that. that and then we recovered and then oh, that's right. we that's had right. another, right. we had another. Call. Oh man. Yeah. Wow. This is great. Okay. Yeah, we so we recovered, and then we were talking about like our relationship. Oh no! <laughs> it's our anniversary we're of reflecting. dating. We're reflecting. How can we be better? And I forget what I was saying, but I remember saying, like tonight when I ordered the fettuccine alfredo. <laughs> oh <laughs> no! Like, no! Too no, no, soon. And then it was like we were in a huge fight. I didn't talk. The whole the rest of the way to the car, didn't talk on the way home. I'm sitting like this, looking out the window, like so mad. And I'm thinking, like, do we are we gonna break up? <laughs> Over fettuccine Alfredo. You're driving back to the proposal. You're like, should I still do this? Right. Does she want this? Yeah, and I'm li- I'm like driving and thinking, like, should I text them and say, hey, good night? You know, for it. We have a great story now. Yeah. Oh, if it makes you feel any better, we got in a huge fight the day he proposed as well. Because he he was acting so weird, and I had like an a work event that he came to visit. Yeah. 
And so I was with like my employers and my boss and he was being like so distant. They would try talking to him and he didn't talk back. He was like texting and I was like, who are you texting? Who's so important to like, whatever. We got in a huge fight. Okay, good. No, I don't know how you felt. I wasn't like over the moon excited. I was definitely like pumped up to be engaged, but I wasn't like uh, in a necessarily good mood. You would say I was just so nervous and like in my head, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is happening!" <laughs> and I feel yeah. that way kind of about the wedding too. It's like it's so yeah. charged and there's so much pressure. Yeah, I don't yeah. feel like it was. Yeah, it definitely wasn't like the best day of my life. Like, yeah, I don't it's stress. It. I don't know about you guys. We've talked, we talk about this a lot, but I wish so badly we could go back and redo our wedding now when you're like comfortable in your marriage and your relationship and you're like, just want to party and have fun. And you because, understand it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like the person I was at my wedding, I didn't understand anything. Yeah. Like he's almost a stranger when you look back at it and you're like, I, I don't know. I just, we cared so much about things that didn't, you shouldn't care anything about. Right. Yeah. I agree. I fully agree. Yeah. We're going back and forth before the show. Amy, you said you're a big fan of marriage. Why? It's pretty broad, open into question, but why do you like marriage? Um, well, I think it started young. I was always boy crazy. So I always loved relationships and like, I love my girlfriends. I love what you learn about yourself and other people and friendships and all that. So I feel like marriage is just that magnified. Like, I just feel like I love, I love what it brings out in us. I feel like we both feel the same. We both love talking about marriage. We both love wanting a good marriage. I feel like we just, when we got married, everyone was like, Oh, it's going to be so hard. And it is, there are times where it's so hard, but overall I feel like we just, we love it. We've always loved it. Having kids yeah. was hard, but yeah. I feel like marriage has kind of been easy, especially in the beginning. I mean, we, we have times now where I feel like it's hard, but my parents had a great marriage. I loved watching that. And so I think, I don't know, I was, I was just excited to be a wife and to have kids, all of that. So I, I don't know. I think part of it's my personality and part of it, he makes marriage fun he makes marriage good. You know, I feel like we have a great marriage because of him. And like, I don't know, I, I could go on and on about marriage, but John, I, I know you're the songwriter, but I think Amy's probably more romantic than you are <laughs> based off, based <laughs> off how this, this show has gone. But you guys been there married, what, eight, nine years? We're coming up on 15. Wait, what? I thought it was 2011. You got married. 15. 15 guys. Yeah. Wait, and That's you said, awesome. it, you said it was easy starting out, but it's gotten harder. Well, so we okay. It gets harder and harder as the day goes on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Now we're optimistic. Okay. I don't think, I don't think it's harder. I think having kids, <laughs> kids yeah. changes. Kids, kids. I mean, changes. you guys know. Like, I mean, we were married seven years before we had kids, so it was mm -hmm. very. I don't know. You can you can do what you want. You can. Yeah. You know, I don't know. And so kids, we're snippier with each other, or mm -hmm. you know. Tr that's the truth right mm -hmm. there well we actually did a podcast on that where mm -hmm. we feel like when you have a kid it changes who you are mm -hmm. it changes your purpose how you go about everyday life what mm -hmm. you wear how you act what yeah. your hobbies are it's almost like you have to restart dating and yeah. get remarried almost and then at the same time become a parent right it's just yeah. it's all new dynamics yeah that's great yeah and they say you know you you what's that saying like through the course of a marriage you're going to be married to several different people and mm -hmm. you hope it's the same person or whatever <laughs> yeah. Just pray for that. yeah it's definitely, definitely true like you were saying sean when you think about your wedding day i mean that was 14 and a half years ago <laughs> i feel like we barely knew each other back then uh -huh. <laughs> we know each other now um so, yeah, and I, I feel like Amy is just really, and anyone who knows Amy would say this, Amy is so good at relationships. Mm -hmm. She always has been, and she's, she's just the greatest, like, listener, and I'm always amazed at how, 
how like um, she can just kind of speak anyone's language a little bit and also genuinely cares about what the other person is going through and saying and will remember things. And like, sometimes I feel like me at my best, I'm like, I'm rating myself. I'm like, I'm being a really good listener right now. And then like, and then I can't remember anything that was happening because the whole time I was just thinking about how I'm performing as a listener. Amy, that's hilarious. You even asked that. Oh, that has gotten harder. That has gotten harder. Yeah. Oh, that has gotten harder. Yeah. See, I, I don't know if I would say that. It, I would say it was harder in the beginning of marriage, and then it got easier. But kids, and then kids was just that same arc over again. Mm-hmm. When we had kids, it was really hard when they're younger. Now I feel like it's getting, easier. it's getting like easier. Wow. Cool. We can sleep through the night. Yeah. We don't have to worry if they're putting things in their mouth all the time. <laughs> like we can talk, and they're upstairs playing. I feel like I can't believe we're in this stage of life now because it you know at the beginning it's so draining it's so it is the best thing but it's so all-consuming and you know yeah so i feel like we're and everyone says like oh the early elementary years are like the golden years and we're like Mm -hmm. i think i understand what they're saying like so yeah we have a we have a one-year-old so we get that yes Yes. (laughs) you you guys are in the thick of it you are in the thick of it yeah 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 no but it's it's hard it's exhausting i thought the first four months were like it's just brutal i would do i would do like morning workouts the morning (laughs) workouts we did in college football were like the worst but i would do a whole lifetime of those (laughs) instead of like it's just brutal but Instead of the first four months with your kid, he's like, I work out for the rest of my life not to go through the first four months again. Anyway, I don't know. (laughs) Amy, one thing that John said when we spoke earlier that really I've thought about multiple times since is I asked him how he approaches parenting because, you know, your guys' lifestyle is traveling and there's a lot of kind of demands outside the home. And he said, um, the, you, you welcome the kids into your world, not you into theirs. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think how I can go deeper into it besides just that. I think we, we still go to the restaurants we want to go to, or we won't and we'll do takeout because it's not worth it to... <laughs> it's going to be awful. Um, right, yeah. I feel like we did a little bit at the beginning of like, now we're going to have a baby wise schedule, you know, like we're going to like at seven, they go to bed every night or, Mm -hmm. you know, so some of that changed a little bit, but I would say, yeah, I feel like we want to go to Australia. We're going to take our kids Mm -hmm. to see our best friends there. Like, and we would get on the plane and we would say, this is going to be the worst 24 hours of our life. Hmm. What we say to each other doesn't count. We are just going to get through it and we are just going to, you know, I feel like we know traveling with kids can be hard, but it's really just going to be hard for a little bit and we're going to get there. We're yeah. both kind of laid back. John is wanting to help. John, you know, like he's so hands on. He's so, I mean, having a partner like that, I feel like you can do your normal life if you're both kind of like, I got this, you got this. Yeah. You know, did I answer? And some, some yeah, no, well, Someone had told us that, I feel like, before, who had kids. And I think we would say, like, you, I mean, you can't, you can't fully do that. Like, you're going to change. Like, if you do that to the fullest degree, it is unhealthy. So, like, like you're saying, we don't do everything that we would like to do because you just can't, it's just not worth it. We're not going to be able to go to, you know, like we were going to take the girls on the road mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks and we got really close and we decided to just bail on it. Cause we're like, you know, it's either going to be the best two weeks of our life or the worst. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's not worth the 50, 50 gamble. <laughs> and it's super expensive. Yeah. So there have been some things that we haven't been able to do for sure. But for the most part, we try to bring them into our world. You know, yeah. well, it's, the reason I want to talk about it and Amy, it sounds like it's just kind of like you're how you guys 
it's not even a second thought really. But for us, I feel like we've struggled with it just because it's like, um, should we go to the, like, we barely go to the grocery store. Cause it's like, uh, it's just more of a hassle. Like, let's just, let's just like, you know, eat whatever we already have in the pantry. It, it, I've, I've already experienced the flip side of what your guys' style is, which is, all right, it's just in a lot of ways easier to cater to what they need and not to what is probably better for us in the long term. So well, and I, I think, admire that. I think right before you have kids, you're always taking in so much information from other people, asking them what to do and what not to do. And you always have so many people who are like, oh, your life is over. Like you're not going to be able to travel. You're not going to be able to go to your favorite restaurants. You're not going to be able to do all these things. And it's just a lifestyle choice. And I like that you guys chose that because I think it's a really encouraging thing for a lot of people to hear. And I, yeah. I again, I'll praise John again, because he is much better than I am. Like I am like what you're saying with the grocery store. Like, I, I'm like, oh my gosh, it stresses me out. I would rather wait to go until John's time to watch them. And then mm-hmm. I can go. this is when they're littler. Cause they were not just the sweet little baby, like mm-hmm. in the, in the cart, just looking around, they were like scream, you know, it was, I was sweating and it was stressful. Yeah. Our kids were not easy. <laughs> yeah. And so, <laughs> and so John though, I feel like you are like, I'll do, I will take them even now when he plays tennis, he's like, I'll take them with me and we can sit and watch. And I'm like, Oh, that would be, I wouldn't be able to relax. I wouldn't be able to, fully enjoy something so he's really good at being like no I'll, I'll put them in the carrier I'll put you know the baby in there and Luca in front and we'll we'll do the grocery store and I'm like why would you do that just leave him with me and he's like mm-hmm. I can do it I don't know if it's like I can do it and so I'm doing it or yeah. if it's like <laughs> I mean I think it's a couple things one I do think there's a little bit of that in me like I can do this they will I want to go play tennis so they will come with me or whatever uh, like it's it, it could be seen as selfish like rather than not play tennis i'm gonna bring them with me and they're just mm-hmm. gonna go you know but i also think it's it's they, our kids are easier with me when they were littler they were they just didn't need me as much as they needed amy we talked about this on dave and my podcast yeah the kids just don't like when they were around Amy, when they were smaller, they just almost couldn't help themselves. Like if Amy wasn't holding them, mm-hmm. they were freaking out. They, they don't, they're not like that with me. You know what I mean? Like if, they, if it's just me and Amy's not home and not an option, they're so much easier because they're like, we don't really, I mean, we can hang with you or not. <laughs> more indifferent to hanging with dad. If mom's home, we need to be with mom, you know? So, they're a little bit easier to manage with me, I have found. And I think uh, that's been true of a lot of other dads that I've talked to. Yeah, we, we saw some stat that it was like, kids are like 80 or like 800 times more oh, likely yeah, yeah. to be more worse around the mom. Yeah, nothing, yeah. Of really? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Because yeah. they know we'll, we'll do whatever they want. <laughs> Oh, man. How did your guys' dynamic change within your marriage before you had kids and then after? I thought we were both laid back, and I feel like John's not as laid back as I thought he was. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that, like, kids just bring, it just brings life to a new level of intensity. So it's kind of like, whatever is there i think this is the same for a marriage whatever is there in that relationship you get married it's just going to intensify whatever's there i kind of feel like Mm -hmm. the same for us and you know like in that in our existing marriage when you have kids it's kind of bring stuff to the surface and my i have a real kind of ocd tidiness cleanliness thing and it comes out in stress. So I'm like, oh, he's mad cleaning right now. He's. Thank you, Amy. Sean does the same thing. I'm like, what are you mad about? And she's obviously stressed out of it. And she's like, nothing. Let me do the dishes. <laughs> I'm doing it before I even realize I'm doing it. Yeah, same. I'm, I am instantly just cleaning. And, I, and now I can be like, 
you're stressed about something. You're like, you're cleaning the underside of the cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? I found, I actually found myself the other day, I was sitting like on the floor next to our kitchen island, scrubbing the cabinets, like doors. Yeah. And yeah. I recognized it. I was like, what am I doing? Yeah, what am I stressed yeah. about? What am I? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, Sean, I think it's best if we just take some time apart and we'll cool off. There was no argument yet. It was just like we're we're gonna need some time apart. I could already tell. <laughs> yeah, you, so I'm like, we're gonna we're gonna have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. And I'll say like, are you upset about something, or do you? Want to... And he'll say no for a while, and then <laughs> I'll say no for like a month and a half. Yeah. <laughs> And then we'll come yeah. back a month and a half later and be like, oh, actually, this was actually going on. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. I right. didn't notice that before kids. I didn't notice the stress mm-hmm. cleaning. I didn't notice. Yeah. I didn't notice that stuff. I, yeah. I'm trying to see, what else do you think that has changed? I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I feel like in a lot of ways, our, our relationship, our dynamics have kind of stayed the same, you know? that is an example of something that is kind of like it was always there but it's just brought to the surface yeah i like what you said about the intensity i think that's Mm -hmm. from my experience so far pretty true uh john i do i am curious on your instagram or facebook you posted dax shepherd's day seven uh podcast you said it really you connected with it really well and i was just curious to hear more about why that hit you like it did man it was i mean for anyone who's listening who hasn't listened to it i mean it's kind of it's one of those things where i don't know that it will resonate with everybody but it really i was on the road i was in philadelphia and i was just walking around the streets of philadelphia listening to that podcast with like tears in my eyes it was such a honest just amazing uh vulnerable you know confession um and for me our the reason why i kind of resonated with that is i don't have an addiction to alcohol or anything like that but i've I've experienced addiction to pornography and it's been something that you know i brought into our relationship 17 years ago and had been dealing with you know years and years and years before that and we reached a point this would have been four and a half years ago now where I kind of had that moment that Dax had the other day with Amy. And so I think that's why I, I, it hit me so hard because that I have never experienced such unconditional love in such an, like such a vulnerable moment, such a scary moment. And then mm. I met with Amy that day in April 2016. And so it was cool to hear him confessing that. And, and, and I, you know, like for me, I'm like, I, I hope he receives the love that I receive, you know, so. You're saying the unconditional love you felt from Amy? Yeah. Wow. I got chills. It is like, Amy, I would love to hear. How, how you were motivated from that. But people, I feel like like self-improvement is such a buzzword or like industry now. And yeah. I always say nothing will make you better or more refined than marriage. Like every day you have to wake up and deal with the problems. But you also, you because like you're confronted with the same, oh, Andrew didn't close the cabinets. Andrew didn't close the cabinets. Like how how is Sean going to deal with that? And so you, you evolve you've learned how to approach that issue, but then you also get the affirmation of the person who knows you the best of Mm -hmm. anybody on the planet. And so there's something really, really amazing about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think too, there's something really cool in relationships in marriage, just like the deeper relationship of, society likes to tell us that people can't change. And I think that's wrong because right. you change and evolve every single day as a spouse. Right. And you're challenged every day by your spouse to be better. Right. So I think 
I think it's cool to hear stories. We've heard a ton of stories over the past year from other couples of like just that, just the affirmation of spouses to, to be better and to challenge each other to change and work on things and work through things. And I think that's just, it's inspiring. How did you approach that though, Amy? Well, I I think, you know, we kind of talked about it in our whole relationship. And so Mm -hmm. I think, you know, as a woman, maybe you just don't know at first until you, you know, like walk through that or just know about, I think so for the first 10 years or 12 years, I think we talked about it and I'm trying to understand guys and girls are different and what does it look like to be a man and, you know, like all of that stuff that, Mm -hmm. again, that I love learning about and Mm -hmm. I feel like, okay, I think I get it. I think. um, But it's a subject that is so taboo, not talked about. Mm -hmm. No one wants to talk about it. Yeah. And so, but I feel like I thought we were having a good, healthy, you know, conversation about it. And I think that moment in April, I think before I would get real mad, like, and then I feel so like silly and, you know, at the beginning, like you cheated on me, you, you know, I had those feelings. And as the years have gone by, I'm like, I, I feel that zero. And I more feel like this is something that John is shameful of. He doesn't like it. He doesn't want to do this. I more come out of like, empathy and compassion and I don't feel so like oh this is about me and you know like I'm, I'm trying to look at it as like I'm so mm-hmm. proud of him for telling me I'm so proud of mm-hmm. him for bringing it to the light because I feel like when it's in the dark that's when it gets icky and gross and um so I feel like and again John's the best husband in the world he like so when he's so upset about himself I'm like please, we all have things. We all, you know, have things that we're shameful of and that I could be better and you accept me for who I am. And I think my biggest thing in all of this and marriages, like, and it might not be the same for you, but for us, I'm like, I just want it to be in the light so it doesn't Mm. get dark. And Mm -hmm. I love you no matter what. You have such a good heart. You are telling me. I mean, there's never a time where I'm like finding something. He, you know, he comes to me and he says, hey, I got to tell you something. I'm not proud mm-hmm. of this is what happened. And I'm like, I'm so thankful. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful I have a husband who wants to be better for himself and for a marriage. And, you know, so I feel, I hope that I've just come at it as like, great. This is something that you've dealt with your whole life. I'm watching you. I feel bad that this is such a shameful thing you have to talk about. I think no less of you. I love you. I love your heart. You're so, you're all the good things. And this is just something you're getting caught up on, you know? Wow. I like Sorry, that. That's a lot. Sorry. No, that's amazing. No, it's amazing. It's truly amazing. Like, I, I hope a lot of people can hear that and just know, like, that is truly marriage. Yeah, it is. And it is that. We, talk, we talk about this so much on here of people... The, the world is trying to paint marriage as like, oh, you said this, you said this one thing and oh, our marriage is over. It's not going to work. We're leaving. And I think hearing these stories from people of like working through conflict and problems is beautiful. Like that's what it should be because right. you learn to love someone so much more as soon as you work through it, you which do. is so cool. Uh, sure. You do. You do. But a yeah. big component of that is it took you 10 years, Amy, to switch your approach, mm-hmm. it sounded like, right? Kind of. like I think it was before that. Okay, okay. okay. It, was, it was a gradual mm-hmm. evolution, but it wasn't like this was the topic of conversation day in and day out for 10 years. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you have yeah. other people who go through it, you kind of talk about it and when it, it's brought up. But yeah. he's, he remembers before we started dating or something, I had made a comment that... I would never want to marry someone who struggled with pornography. I don't remember Mm -hmm. saying that. I believe I said that. Again, I went to a small Christian school. That is what, you know, I didn't know. I wasn't married to a guy. I didn't know anything. So I said something so stupid and insensitive Mm -hmm. way back then that I think John's guard then went like, she can never know this. Mm -hmm. When really, you know, again, the beauty of marriage is the longer you're together, the more like those layers come off and, you know, 
And I mm-hmm. love the layers. I'm like, I just want it to be real and deep. I want all that. I want it to be like. Mm-hmm. Which goes back to what we were saying. Same with us and me personally. I want to go back to the day we got married and be like, yeah. you know nothing. Like, right. Uh, right. we've actually, we've gone. It's, we went to a friend's wedding a while, like a few months ago and kind of laughed. And we were just giggling to ourselves like, oh, this is so cute. Like. I wish they just knew like how much they'll actually love each other years right. down the road. Yeah. And, and I love that. going to weddings. Oh, I yeah. feel like weddings are almost more for the couples like us. Yes. And sitting in the congregation than they are. Uh-huh. Like we love going to weddings and just kind it's, of renewing the whole thing. It's so fun. So cool. So you guys, we were talking about kids. You have two kids. Uh, Luca and Liv, and you recently, John, have started a a podcast with your friend Dave Barnes, who you mentioned before. Uh, What was the inspiration behind Dadville? So so Dave and I have been friends for almost 20 years now. It's been a long time, and we, we live right across the street from them. They have three kids. We have two kids. We just almost, like, coexist together so it's like Dave one day was just like hey do you want to I'm thinking about doing a podcast called Dadville do you want to do it with me and I was like yeah I mean that would it's kind of like just our conversations that we already have let's just record them you know and it's been awesome I've absolutely loved it that's great you also have um you did a cooking series on your Facebook page (laughs) with your girls so this is Sean and I get asked this all the time of like, Hey, how do you feel about putting your kids on social media? How do you, how do you guys approach that? You know, I don't, if I could go back before I posted a single picture of Luca, I don't know. It's interesting to think about cause I don't know if I, I feel like we had Luca and I was just so excited. I didn't, I just yeah. had to tell the world and I don't, you know, I don't know if, um, I don't know how I feel about it. Right. You know, we have a, we have friends who don't post pictures of their kids. Um, and we have friends or obviously like I post cooking shows with my kids all the time, you know? So, right. um, we don't know if we're doing it right. Yeah. I don't know if I'm doing it right. You know? <laughs> so we have a one-year-old, you guys have, uh, not nine and five. So you guys are a couple steps ahead of us. Has there been any effect of social media, your social media in their lives? I'm just curious so I can learn from those who've gone before me. No, I mean, the only thing is they, you know, they know that like Liv will get recognized from people. Like people know it's Liv from the cooking show and it's mainly Mm. Liv and I because we would do it when Luca was at school. And so sometimes when we're out, somebody will say something to Livy about the cooking show. And Luca's like, well, I want to be on the cooking uh, show. Worry about like, is she feeling left out from that? Jealousy. They really know what Instagram is. They don't know any yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. They, they know what kids YouTube is and they know, you know, but they right. don't mm-hmm. know like any sort of, did someone like the picture that we were on? They don't know that yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. I don't want them to have social media ever. Obviously, watching this social dilemma, we're like, no. yeah, we're like, oh, oh my gosh. gosh. We almost threw our phones out the window. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So we're like, uh, high school um, or college. You're getting it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Like med school, I'm thinking, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Parenting is scary. Um, <laughs> You guys have wait, La- Dadville <laughs> podcast. You've gotten to talk to some awesome guests. Drew Holcomb was one of our favorite. Uh, he shared some unbelievable wisdom. Him mm-hmm. and Ellie uh, talked to him. Talked to Ted Danson. You've talked to um, Andy Grammer. Who who's been your? Well, this isn't a fair question, but who would for new listeners checking out your show? Where would you direct them? What episode? I know it's tough. Yeah, so we just had a friend who who asked this question. She hadn't listened to any of them. 
I mean, all the interviews have been great. Um, but there, there's one that we did with, um, with a like a professional like counselor, um, and, and children, you know, like yeah, child psychology or something. Stephen James, and that one was. I, I think I've got more comments about that episode than mm -hmm. any any other one because it was just you know it's 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 like an expert on the podcast talking about constructive helpful things as a parent um mm. yeah parent, that were that were really really interesting um and i don't know it's too hard to say i mean yeah. all the guests were were awesome andy Grammer is like he's like one of my favorite human beings on the planet he's like the most joyful person i've ever met wow so that was a great conversation that's a good compliment yeah yeah okay so i have couple questions for you guys we ask every couple oh, fun little activity you have to choose who goes first without knowing the questions John. <laughs> we're gonna have to do a compilation one of these days of just little clips of who chooses because it's always funny how people do it um okay john what is your biggest pet peeve when it comes to amy you know what i'm gonna say there are many. <laughs> uh, I think of your most. I would probably say Amy is is not. Watch how you say it. I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Amy is so beautiful. She has a hard time pushing in the drawers. Mm hmm because of her beauty so how you said that is perfect um that's freaking hilarious amy what is your biggest pet peeve with john that john cares so much about the door being pushed this is his this is our marriage right here put it in a compliment though you didn't really do that because you're handsome you care so much about but I feel like sometimes his OCD and I'm not taking it away. I, I'm not the best at shutting doors, but I think I get annoyed that he is, that he cares about that stuff. Preach, Amy. That is literally our John marriage John and Sean right here. are very similar. Amy and I, very yeah. similar. I'm just like, Andrew, can you just like maybe shut a cabinet door? It like doesn't take any effort. So just you're like, saying... You've been married 11 more years than us, and this issue is issue. not going away. <laughs> Just buckle okay. up, guys. <laughs> okay. Great. So you'll still be keeping the cabinet doors open in 11 years. That's awesome. So um, Amy, you have to go first this time. Okay. okay. What is the thing you love the most about John? Oh, gosh. There's to be so fair, you've shared a lot already. Yeah, you have. I so. love him so much. He's so great. The most, the most. I think he is just so good at making me feel like I'm the best person. You know, he's so good mm. at complimenting me. He's so good about doing things for me. You know, I feel like, I truly feel like I'm the luckiest that I get to have him, you know. It's like I had no idea back then that, oh, yeah, everyone thinks he's good looking. But it's like, no, 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 no. He's not just good looking. He's like truly selfless, truly funny, truly everything, you know, besides the OCD thing. Like, <laughs> I don't I, I'm sorry. I don't think I answered it just that. But I feel like there's no. that makes him. I think he wants to be a good husband. And so, like, I would say, like, find someone who wants to be a good husband, like, who wants that because I don't think every guy wants that I don't think mm -hmm. I think some people and women I think mm -hmm. people just get married to get married I think John wants to, to be a good husband and I still feel that 11 15 years after I don't say 11. <laughs> that's a pretty good compliment it's a great compliment okay John what do you love the most about Amy this is impossible <laughs> I don't, I don't know if this is the most, and this is one of those questions where, of course, for the rest of the day, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be thinking of other things that I could have said, but I just mm -hmm. think Amy, 
Amy has a, um, Amy has like a selfless, like the, her version of love is so selfless. And I don't think everyone's version is that way, you know? I think that her, I mean, she said earlier, we have a great marriage and she attributes a lot of that to me. I feel the exact same way toward her. Like, I feel like whenever people are talking about marriage being hard or, and marriage can be hard. I don't mean to, you know, discount that, but I always think being married to Amy is so easy. I feel like she, she is, she shows me how much she loves me in such a selfless way. So, and also wow. 9,000 other things. I love that. Wow. Yeah, Thanks, guys. Now I feel warm and cozy inside. <laughs> well, we're thankful to uh, get to know you both. Thank you for doing your first couples interview yeah. on a couple things. Thank you. I loved it. It's uh, so fun. I, and I love that you guys have this, I truly. Know. It's, it's really Thank great you. conversations that you guys are having. Yes. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad it exists. Me too. We and appreciate I, that. And I want to interview you guys to know all these things about you. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. Yeah. Well, listen, yes. I didn't know John played tennis like he does. Do you play Pong as well, John? If by Pong you mean ping pong? Pong. Uh, he takes it seriously. Yeah, so yeah, he calls it pong. Pong. I'm trying to I just trying to think of all the other pongs and I realize there are some. But go do you uh, ping pong? I, I'm a I'm a less than average ping pong player. Okay. Amy, Amy can school me at ping pong. So. Well, then maybe, maybe we have you over for some couples ping pong. There we go. There we go. And cappuccinos. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking. Anyway, thanks for the time, guys. This is fun. Thank thanks, you, guys. Thanks, Bye. guys. All right, real quick for all of those listening out there. We don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcast on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners. And some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way... You'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.